0: welcome to what the wealth a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love free from anxiety about money and now here's your host certified financial planner jonathan bedner
1: hello welcome to the 34th episode of what the wealth this is jonathan bedner i'm a certified financial planner and owner of Paradigm Wealth Partners in Knoxville, Tennessee, and also What the Wealth. We're super excited, or I'm super excited, because we've actually just launched the new website. We've been working on this since January. And so, whatthewealth.com is actually now live, and you can visit it. So, check it out. Let me know what you think. And yeah, just, you know, if you have any feedback, send it over my way. I'd love to hear it. Today, we're going to talk about the one-page wealth plan. And I get lots of questions around what exactly is a one-page wealth plan and how can you do financial planning on one page? And the answer is financial planning is much more complex than one page. But what we try to do at What the Wealth and Paradigm Wealth Partners is try to make financial planning and finances go from confusion to confidence. And we, we do that through that one pager. And, and the idea is to streamline and simplify everything. So you can look at one piece of information and in 15 minutes be able to tell where you stand now and what we need to do to get from point A to point B. And, and usually point B for most people is retirement. It could be 10 years away, it could be 15 years away, it could be 40 years away. But I don't know that I've ever run into somebody and say, I don't want to retire. Now, they may wanna change careers, they may want to start a business, they may wanna work somewhere else, or they may wanna be more job optional. So just because I say retire, doesn't mean they wanna just sit at home and not do anything, but usually their ideology around work changes. And so once you get into retirement, it may be more purposeful work and less work for monetary purposes. So, with that said, I'm just going to go through and talk about the one-page wealth plan, and and how we talk with people about their core values and their dreams, and and just you know the process of how we um, create this one-page wealth plan to help simplify their personal finances. So, with that said. We will jump in right now. So, when we're doing financial planning, as I mentioned, the one page wealth plan is the cornerstone of our financial planning process. And I'll use in this example, Bob and Beth stick figure. They are clearly made up people, if you couldn't catch the last name. And when we're talking to people, the first thing we're going to talk about is core values. And I believe everybody has two or three core values that is their belief system, is their morals, and that's what is the compass and the guide for them to make decisions. So these core values are what is going to be the most important framework for creating your One Page Wealth Plan, and these are going to be the values that you hold most important to help make the rest of your financial decisions and life decisions. So once we've identified three core values, and I'll give you mine, our families, our faith, family, friends. And so in that order, we have identified what are the three most important guiding principles or core values for our life. From there, we want to talk about dreams. And many advisors talk about goals here. Goals to me are a complete buzzword. And a lot of people don't follow through with their goals they are a lot like new year's resolutions and 30 days after the kind of initial hype around the goal some of that fades you give up on it and you know you try to re-energize yourself later to create a new one and the cycle repeats so with dreams we're talking about a much deeper aspirational idea or philosophy or thing or or task that you want to do. And so the best way to kind of describe this is, you know, as you're young and growing up, you think that you can do anything. I I want to be an astronaut and go to the moon. I want to be an NBA player. I want to, you know, own my own airplane and fly around the world. I I want to be a, a movie star or an actress or a musician a doctor. I mean, it's, it's endless what the dreams are. And I, you know, go around the house and I watch my four-year-old and, you know, the imagination is so powerful, just watching her and, and her passion for, for the imagination. And as time goes on, those dreams and that imagination and that passion starts to die. And it's met with the reality of I have to work to pay my bills. I have to go to school. I have to, you know, whatever the responsibilities are, I, ha- I have certain responsibilities that have to be met. And so sometimes for some people, the, the childhood dreams don't actually translate into the reality of being an adult. And so the passions, the dreams start to die And as you get older, you still have some deep down in your heart. So, so we're talking about dreams. We're talking about the things that are tugging at your heartstrings. And if you really close your eyes and imagine what you want to accomplish in this life, you can dig, dig deep and find, you know, one, two, three, five things that you really are passionate about, but you're just not sure that it's reality in a world of I have to's and. My goal is to help you accomplish those dreams so that you have no regrets when you look back on life and that you can actually kind of open up that journal, the, the proverbial journal and say, I remember when I dreamed about this and I want to do it. Cinderella says a dream is a wish your heart makes. And to sum it up on my dream philosophy, that is what I'm actually trying to help people pursue. And I believe your dreams are tied to your core values. And so once your core values and your dreams are, have alignment, then you are on the right track to living a fulfilling lifestyle and, and and living with no regrets. But if your dreams and your core values are not aligned, then you end up having a lot of dysfunction and stress around, around your purpose, around your why. So First, first idea is we're going to, again, you know, pick our three core values. Secondly, the idea is we are going to open up the proverbial dream journal from childhood, and we are going to start picking some things out that we want to make sure we have no regrets. It can be very, very simple as live a, you know, fulfilling life in retirement. It could be more than that. It could be, I want to learn how to play a musical instrument. I want to write a book. I want to take a cruise around the world. I want to spend two weeks in this city. I want to make sure that we take all the grandkids to Walt Disney World. It doesn't have to be complicated. It does have to be purpose driven. And so something like I want to buy a car every two years is more of a societal norm. It's, it's, in my opinion, really not a dream. And so the dream is those deep, deep tugging at your heartstrings that you just want to make sure that um, help you live that fulfilling life. From there, we move into some key numbers around your financial situation. So I call this the know your numbers. And the first one is just your net worth. What are your assets minus liabilities equal your total net worth? So assets are anything of value. Um, You're going to add all of those things up and put it on the asset column. You're going to add up all the debt you have and you're going to put that in in the liability column this includes any real estate like your house goes in the liability column but also the house value goes in the asset column you're going to subtract the liabilities from the net um, from the assets and you're going to get the net worth and so that is going to be the first of the know your numbers number that we need to track and the idea is over time, as you continue to, to fill this out and this evolves, you wanna see that net worth number tracking higher and higher and higher. This will also be investment accounts, savings accounts, um, you know, any collections, if you have a car collection or a Beanie Baby collection or whatever, if, if that is a value, it goes in that, uh, jewelry is another one, it goes in that assets column. Next, the second know your number number, is the tax bracket. So you want to know what your tax bracket is, your marginal tax bracket, so that you know what the next dollar of earnings you have will be taxed at. And this is important later on when we go in and we start talking about how do we make financial decisions and what will be the tax ramification of that. And so having your tax bracket number there is going to be a way for us to identify what those decisions are made and how does taxes impact it. The next four numbers are going to be equally as important. So the first one is going to be your income. So if you're retired or about to retire, this income number should be your amount of income, either on a monthly or yearly basis, you can do it either way, that you need to live on in retirement. If you are still working, this income number should be your income that you or you and your spouse earn on a monthly or annual basis. Again, however you want to do it. But this is the income that you all have. The next number will be expenses. This expense number is going to be, again, if you are in retirement or about to retire, this will be the expenses that you project to pay or need in retirement. And then again, if you're still working, these are your current expenses, your cost of living for, for the current time being. That will lead you to either a gap or a surplus. So if you have more income than expenses, you have a surplus of money that can be allocated to something else. If you have a gap, meaning you have more income, uh, excuse me, more expenses than income, then we have a gap, uh, amount of money that we need to solve for. And as you get older, that is Turning your portfolios and your investments into income. If you're younger, that is probably trying to reduce debt and reduce liabilities and reduce expenses so that you have more money for for savings. The final number that we're going to track in the know-your numbers, and there's six of these know your numbers, is savings rate or withdrawal rate. So again, depending on your age, you're going to flip this. If you are younger, say, less than, less than 50 or 55, then we, we're going to want to track your savings rate. How much money is going into your 401k? How much are you contributing to savings accounts, to HSAs, to IRAs? How much money are you actually saving? I do not count employer savings monies in this amount. This is just your savings alone, not counting any employee matches or profit sharing or anything like that. If you are in retirement or about to retire, we're going to flip this savings rate to a withdrawal rate. This number is going to be how much money you need to take out of your investment accounts in order to live on or, or to supplement that gap from the income and expenses. This The withdrawal rate and savings rate are very important to monitor because it's going to tell us the health of our financial planning. Actually, all these numbers will tell us the health of the financial plan. Are we on the right track? And are we doing these things from a math standpoint to start getting us from point A to point B? The higher the savings rate, if you're saving money, then the more likelihood we have to create a successful outcome if you are retired, the lower the withdrawal rate, then the higher probability of success we have for the financial plan or for this one-page wealth plan. Meaning, if we can keep that withdrawal rate low, then the money should last a longer period of time. And 4% is usually the the. "Quote unquote safe withdrawal rate that is sustainable for for a portfolio, and there's some there's some different strategies around that that we can, you know, utilize for for clients. But that is the the number we're going to want to kind of track to make sure that we're on the right on the right pace. The next thing we're going to talk about is what I call the five big risk in retirement, and I you know I've trademarked that because I think it. Um, is very, very important to know specifically what we're doing and why and what those major risks are. So those risks are inflation, taxes, withdrawal. Those three things are major, let's call them financial termites that can eat away at your financial planning strategy, at your investments, at- You and your family being able to live a comfortable life, major decisions are made around the inflation, the taxes, and withdrawal. So those are the first three big retirement risks. We don't necessarily have control over them, but we have control over strategies to employ or not employ around those big risks. The next two are a little bit more out of our control somewhat they are longevity and behavior. Longevity is the idea of how long you're going to live. So there are ways to improve your longevity and length of life, but it involves diet and exercise. And um, a lot of it, I also think is just mindset. Like how, what is your, what is your thought process on life? And do you, are you are you a Debbie Downer or, and everything, you know, goes against you and, and woe is me. I think that can have a very negative impact. If you are a glasses half full and lace up your bootstraps and go conquer the world kind of person, and you're going to make it happen. And you know, the sun came up and, and you're just happy. I think you have a much pos- much more positive outlook on life. And, and that will be more beneficial for longevity. You just have, less stress when you have an optimistic and abundance mindset than you do if you have this worrisome stress-filled mindset. So also in longevity, we're going to talk about things like estate planning and, you know, long-term care, untimely death, extended dependent care, you know, guardianship, all of those things kind of play into this longevity risk. And we don't know when our name will finally be called, but Creating strategies around the longevity risk is important so that, you know, again, you you have a strategy and you know what we're doing or what you're doing and why. And then finally, the last risk is behavior. And this is very, very difficult. This is why a lot of people hire financial advisors. Math is pretty simple. Two minus one is one, but controlling behaviors is an entire, is an entire other risk. And it's very, very difficult to To change behavior. Once you have your personality and your behaviors, it's very, very difficult to change your thinking, but it's important to try to do that. The four behaviors that we talk about are the guardian, the chief, the inspector, and the outlaw. So the guardian is someone who is very conservative. They like to follow the plan and the strategy, don't want to do too much thinking, around what ifs and should I do this and, and trying to, you know, really deviate from the plan too much. The flaw for the guardian is sometimes they don't take on enough risks to meet their dreams and objectives. So that's the first persona. The second is the chief. The chief is a person that is a lot like the guardian, but a little more a little more willing to take risks. They may start a business. They may own a business already. They may they may get into rental properties. They may they may want to take on just a little bit more investment risk. Just a little bit more, maybe assertive in in the plan and, and what their objectives are. The third persona is the inspector. This person is the person that gets paralysis by analysis they look at every single number every single variable every single detail and they end up not being able to make decisions because they can never finish analyzing the scenario or the situation that they are they're analyzing and so that prevents them from making any any decisions finally is the last persona is the outlaw this person is the wild wild west no strategy no plan maybe maybe very little investments maybe no investments maybe if they do have investments they're all in meme stocks or maybe they're all in cryptocurrency or maybe they're all concentrated in one stock willing to risk a lot of money you know put put the money on red and spin the wheel and and see if it if it shows up and so you take on a lot of risk by not having a plan on place Those, again, are the five big risks in retirement, inflation, taxes, longevity, and behavior. And and these are the areas that we help clients make decisions and strategies around to help solidify their one-page wealth plan and to help provide them kind of the comfort and the guidance to know that we are on track with their core values and dreams. The final part of the one-page wealth plan is the next 90 days. So this is probably, I don't want to say the most important part because all of these are very, very important. But I'm going to say that this is probably the most important because it's the next 90 days. And if you're not taking action to get better every single day, then you end up staying the same. And if you stay the same, then we have a big probability of not achieving our dreams. So think of the next 90 days as the micro actions we need to do to advance the ball a little bit further or get a little bit better so that we can start to see change in your your personal finances and your life. So these tasks will be simply maybe gather information, meet with you know, maybe an estate planning attorney. It could be as simple as, you know, just just review your employee benefits. Maybe it could be, you know, meet with your advisor and see, uh, just review your your one page wealth plan. But these are going to be the items that you need to do um, yourself or with the professionals you hire: CPAs, advisors, uh, attorneys to help making sure that your plan stays on track and that you are continuing to move forward to, to accomplishing your dreams, because that's really the most ideal, the most important part of you know the One Page Wealth Plan. So overall, um, we've, we've talked a lot about this. There are, again, five key areas in this One Page Wealth Plan. That's your core values knowing your numbers, the five big risks in retirement, your dreams, and the next 90 days. This framework is so that you can easily and quickly know exactly where you stand, where you're strong, where you're weak, and how do we improve to get better. So that's what we have. Again, just want to talk about the one-page wealth plan because I get lots of questions about it. What is a one-page wealth plan or a one-page financial plan? So, so thanks for listening. I do want to, to say that the idea around the One Page Wealth Plan came from Carl Richards. He does a lot of drawings, personal finance drawings, and wrote a book several years ago called The One Page Financial Plan. And so this is uh, a lot of, uh, of what I'm talking about is modeled after that book. So if you haven't checked that book out or you haven't read that book, read that book. It's an incredible, incredible book. Called the One Page Wealth Plan by Carl Richards. Thanks for tuning in to the thirty-fourth episode of What the Wealth, and and listening today about the One Page Wealth Plan that that we have created. Um, if you have questions, reach out to me, Jonathan at ParadigmWP.com, and check out the website WhatTheWealth.com if you have not done so, and. Again, we will see you on the 35th episode when we when we record that here coming up soon. So thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Create the life you love.
0: Thank you for joining us on What The Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love.